Good evening. Our top story tonight, it is official. It is over. All the head coaching vacancies have been filled. The Washington Commanders finishing things off with Dan Quinn, the retread from the Atlanta Falcons. Dan Quinn has learned quite a bit in his time away from being a head coach as a defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. But that's it. That's done. As long as Andy Reid doesn't retire. If Andy Reid retires, then we've got a new can of worms here. But no Bill Belichick, no Mike Vrabel. Dan Quinn, new coach of the Washington Commanders. So we've got that. We've got a bunch of offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators being hired. We've got the senior bull, Jason, our guy, Jason Allwine, absolutely crushing it down at the senior bowl with Cody Carpentier, with Alex Dunlap. Great, great work by them. So we've got that and so much more on player profiler today. And so we are back. And yes, Dan Quinn, the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Before that, he was the architect of the Legion of Boom, won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks, then goes to Atlanta and is their head coach, makes it to a Super Bowl. And that is what all the Dan Quinn detractors will reference is, oh, he lost the Super Bowl. He was up 28 to three. And really, the only reason he was even there is because of Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was the entire team, and I'm not going to go that far. Dan Quinn had his warts as a head coach, but this is something that we're starting to see more and more. It won't work out at the first stop. though There will be some success, but it won't work out in the long run. And the mistakes made along the way are kind of not... You can't make up for it in real time. You don't have have enough time. And so you learn and then you get a second chance. It happened with Bill Belichick. He was with the Cleveland Browns and then he goes to the New England Patriots. And then eventually it stops working with the Patriots. I think that's the end of the road for him. Andy Reid, same thing happened with him and Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys head coach. I'm not saying that Dan Quinn is going to be any of these guys, but that is the idea behind the hiring of Dan Quinn. Adam Peters the new general manager references leadership, leadership and leadership for the next head coach before Dan Quinn was hired adds that great communication, being able to be honest, direct and upfront. That's what they were looking for in a head coach. And we know that Dan Quinn can do that. He is absolutely beloved everywhere he goes. So did Dan Quinn learn enough during his time away, his reflection after being fired by the Atlanta Falcons or is it just going to be a nicer version of Ron Rivera retreading that? I don't know. I don't have the answers, but the offensive coordinator is going to be a key hire for Dan Quinn. And the top name right now is Chip Kelly, head coach of the UCLA Bruins. He is the hot name. He is the rumored name. And the reasons this works, there's a couple. I know a lot of people want to turn their nose up and say, yeah, Chip Kelly. Uh, remember how badly he ruined the Philadelphia Eagles? Remember how badly it went with the San Francisco 49ers? Yes, I remember all of that. But the problem with Chip Kelly there is he just had too much power. He had his hands in everything. He was the guy. And that just didn't work. The control over everything did not work for Chip Kelly. If he can just run the offense, it can be beautiful. That's why he got hired by the Philadelphia Eagles. That's all the success he had with the Oregon Ducks. And then... With the Philadelphia Eagles to this day, 
with all of the rules favoring offenses with all the explosive plays to this day, there has never been a more explosive offense than the Chip Kelly 2013 Philadelphia Eagles. That is the most explosive offense in the history of the NFL. 99 plays over 20 plus yards. That is the record. So Chip Kelly, for all of his warts with running a team, with managing people, that's not going to be an issue because they've got Dan Quinn calling the shots to smooth over all those bumps. Chip Kelly just has to play offense, just has to dial up plays. That might work. That very well might work. And originally it was going to be Brian Schottenheimer. If Dan Quinn had left the Cowboys last year, he was going to bring Brian Schottenheimer along because he was the, the QB coach. Now he's offensive coordinator. And so obviously you can't make a lateral move and the Cowboys aren't going to give up anyone to the commanders for a lateral move though. It looks like they're going to give up a defensive coordinator. Joe Witt Jr. is expected to come with Dan Quinn and be the defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. So now the Cowboys need a defensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer is interested in the job. Mike Zimmer, a former defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Then he went over to the Cincinnati Bengals, had success there, and then he became the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. But Mike Zimmer knows how to run a defense. That is one thing we know about Mike Zimmer. He might be crusty, he might be crotchety, he might be all that, but Mike Zimmer can call a damn defense. Now, it's kind of the opposite for Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is not crusty, not crotchety, beloved by everyone. Can he still call a defense? I'm not going to put all the blame for the commanders this year on Ron Rivera, but it's been inconsistent for a long time, ever since he left the San Diego Chargers. Yes, it was the San Diego Chargers at the time. So we'll see. What happens with the Dallas Cowboys? We will keep you updated on all of the fallout with Dan Quinn, who he ends up hiring as his offensive coordinator, all that jazz. But before we get to the Seahawks, the Raiders hiring Cliff Kingsbury, bunch of offensive coordinator moves happening today. We've got a word from the pop father. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20 you get 50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com. The code is Underworld. Betel.com. The code is Underworld. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can... Add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and 
to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. We are back, and you may be wondering, okay, wasn't Dan Quinn going to be the guy for the Seattle Seahawks? They know him much better than the Washington Commanders know Dan Quinn, so is it a red flag that Dan Quinn didn't get hired by the Seahawks? Well, not necessarily. The reason that the Seahawks didn't go with Dan Quinn is they deemed him too similar to Pete Carroll, too Pete Carroll-y. We all know Pete Carroll. He is a lovable goofball, very serious at the same time, but players coach. Mike McDonald, on the other hand, very much a players coach as well. His guys with the Baltimore Ravens, they capped up for him at the end of the season saying he deserved this job. They were not excited to see him leave, but knew he deserved and would be getting better things. But Mike McDonald just... A younger influence, 17 years younger than Dan Quinn, half the age of Pete Carroll, 36 years old versus 53 years old for Dan Quinn, 36 years old for Mike McDonald versus 73 for Pete Carroll. So that ultimately was the decision, and we're not looking back, but the commanders are looking to establish a culture with this new ownership and we will see how it works out and we'll see how it works out with the Las Vegas Raiders who hire Cliff Kingsbury to be their new offensive coordinator and all I gotta say is I hope Devontae Adams likes playing left wide receiver and left wide receiver only in 2022 DeAndre Hopkins played 360 snaps at left wide receiver only 61 at right wide receiver now he did play 131 snaps in the slot but that was the most a Cliff Kingsbury wide receiver has ever been moved around. In 2021, 32 snaps at right receiver, 64 in the slot, 463 at left wide receiver. The year before that was particularly egregious. 11 snaps at right wide receiver, 96 in the slot, which is okay, but 835 snaps at left wide receiver. That's all DeAndre Hopkins did in his three seasons with Cliff Kingsbury. And the same thing happened at USC as well. Brendan Rice, 396 snaps at left wide receiver, 20 at right wide receiver, and 51 snaps in the slot. Cliff Kingsbury in this air raid offense does not move his wide receivers around. And I have all the confidence that Devontae Adams can win as a left wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins did it very well for the Arizona Cardinals. He was very successful for fantasy football purposes with the Arizona Cardinals. This doesn't mean he isn't going to produce in fantasy. In fact, he'll probably produce more than he did with Josh McDaniels when they just decided to not feature him for games at a time. But if it doesn't get going early and Devontae Adams isn't happy about being lined up exclusively on the left side of the formation every single play, then we know we're going to hear it because Devontae Adams is not afraid to be vocal. And that's a good thing. I think Antonio Pierce will welcome that. We'll see how the collaboration works. We'll see what this offense looks like. But we're also going to see Marvin Lewis, the former head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's going to be the new assistant head coach. And the Raiders very well could bring back Hugh Jackson as well. Hugh Jackson had that short tenure as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Did not work out at all. But... He could be brought back in some role. Marvin Lewis loved Hugh Jackson, worked with him for so many years with the Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin Lewis had such an impact on Antonio Pierce in his first role as a head coach. So we'll see how this all shakes out. But 
who's going to be the quarterback because Cliff Kingsbury did work with Caleb Williams at USC. Also worked with Kyler Murray. Could Kyler Murray be in the cards? Eh, probably not. I think he's sticking with the Arizona Cardinals. Kingsbury worked with Patrick Mahomes. He's not on the move as well. But Antonio Pierce did work with Jaden Daniels. That could be a possibility that the Raiders trade up for Jaden Daniels. Antonio Pierce even got a shout out in his Heisman speech for recruiting him to Arizona State. You may remember, or maybe you don't, because it's kind of being swept under the rug with this whole situation. Antonio Pierce was the defensive coordinator and recruiting coach at Arizona State, recruited Jaden Daniels, got him to go to Arizona State. And then there was a bunch of recruiting violations, and so Antonio Pierce was fired. But no one talks about that because he did a good job with the Raiders. So could Jaden Daniels be a Raider, or is it going to be Russell Wilson like everyone wants to talk about? We will see. Tune in to Player Profiler today, every single day, starting on Monday. We're going to be back to seven days a week. It's going to be me on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're going to have uh, Bradley. Bradley's going to be hosting a show as well. We're going to have a Han. We're going to have Toomey. We are going to have faces every single night of the week bringing you the news. It is going to be beautiful. So make sure you pay attention and make sure you subscribe to the Player Profiler News Channel as well on YouTube. Show will be airing there. That's where you get all of our analysis for all the news that is happening across the NFL, including the Patriots hiring Alex Van Pelt to be their new offensive coordinator. Alex Van Pelt did wonders with his rotating cast at quarterback. Deshaun Watson was bad. P.J. Walker was bad. Joe Flacco was pretty good, but he was a gunslinger at a time. DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson didn't work out the way we were hoping he did or he would after his preseason performance. So unfairly gets fired by the Cleveland Browns thinking, oh, well, we got to make someone pay for Deshaun Watson looking bad. I think Deshaun Watson is just cooked. That's just me. We'll see how it works out. But Alex Van Pelt very much sounds like a Patriots kind of guy. The description, the way we hear about it is he is just a total geek when it comes to football. The history just wants to lock himself in a room and just study the game, whether it's history, whether it's plays, whether it's scouting, whatever. And so Alex Van Pelt, the new offense coordinator of the New England Patriots, and he's going to be very involved in picking the next quarterback of the Patriots because we all know the Patriots are taking a QB at three. And really, the Alex Van Pelt offense that we've seen with Jacoby Brissett, which we've seen with Baker Mayfield, that would be pretty perfect for Drake May. So if Drake May is available at three, maybe Jaden Daniels to the Commanders at two, Caleb Williams going to the Bears at one, even though Colin Coward said on his show, oh, Caleb Williams doesn't want to go there. I'm hearing Caleb Williams doesn't want to go there. He was lying. He was absolutely lying for the content. And then because he lied, he was contacted by Caleb Williams rep saying, hey, don't say that. That's slanderous. We don't want that to be out there. So fix it. Correct it. And Colin Coward had to issue an apology, issue a retraction. Caleb Williams is going to Chicago. Lock it up. It is going to happen. Patriots also hired Demarcus Covington as their new defensive coordinator, Jeremy Springer as their new special teams coordinator, but they could be losing Steve Belichick, the outside linebacker coach. Steve Belichick could be moving to the Washington Huskies. He's interviewing with them today or tomorrow. 
can't remember which. Same with the running back coach, Vinny Sunseri, both interviewing with the Washington Huskies, could join Jed Fish on his new staff. As for the Tennessee Titans, they hire a new offense coordinator, Nick Holtz. And Jaguars passing game coordinator. Ugh. Jaguars passing game was pretty ugly this year. Trevor Lawrence took a step back. Is that is that a good idea? Does that Does that make a lot of sense to hire that guy? Well... Let's dial it back a little bit because he, he didn't call plays for the Jaguars. That was the offensive coordinator and Doug Peterson at a time. Cause they took that away from him and he's not gonna be calling pass or calling plays for the Tennessee Titans either. That's going to be Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan didn't call plays for the Cincinnati Bengals wants to do it for the Tennessee Titans, just like Zach Taylor does it for the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's the model. So what do we know about this hire? Absolutely nothing. There are no notes, no thoughts. Anyone giving you anything that hasn't personally met Nick Holtz knows nothing. There is no way to evaluate this. Unlike Bill Callahan, the new offensive line coach for the Tennessee Titans, that was just smashed it out of the park. Also hired wide receiver coach Tyke Tolbert, who worked with the Bears for the past two years, helped develop DJ Moore and Darnell, not develop DJ Moore, but helped elevate his game to the next level, helped develop Darnell Mooney didn't work with Chase Claypool. We're not going to blame that on Tyke Tolbert. Also worked with the Broncos and the Giants over the years and helped develop a bunch of receivers for them. And they also hired Denard Wilson to be the new defensive coordinator. So the Titans assembling a star-studded cast across the board on offense, on defense. Denard Wilson was heavily valued, had offers from the Giants, the Packers, the Rams, and was in consideration to become the Ravens' new defensive coordinator. Instead, he picks Tennessee Titans, and the Ravens decide to hire Zach Orr to be their new defensive coordinator inside linebacker. He was an undrafted free agent by the Ravens. Then he becomes a starting linebacker for the team, and then he becomes a coach when he has to retire because of a neck issue, and now he is the defensive coordinator. Love to see that. Ravens are suffering some losses, though. Joe Hortiz is the new general manager of the Chargers. Mike McDonald, obviously, to the Seahawks as well. Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, Rashad Bateman going to be a starter in 2024 from the word of John Harbaugh. Crazy to go out of his way to praise Rashad Bateman now. Maybe this doesn't happen. Maybe we've seen this story before, but kind of love to hear that. Kind of excited to hear that Rashad Bateman finally getting some hype. We did see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also hire a new offensive coordinator, Liam, Liam Cohen, who was the Kentucky Wildcats offensive coordinator slash QB coach this past year. The year before that, he was the Rams offensive coordinator. Didn't really work out. Matthew Stafford was hurt, missed a bunch of the season, but did have success with Baker Mayfield during that season. So the Bucks hoping to re-sign Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield lo reportedly looking for 40 plus million dollars a year. And you may be shocked. You may turn your nose up and say 40 million for Baker Mayfield. That's the bar. Daniel Jones is making 40 million dollars a year at quarterback. That's the bar. You have to give starting quarterbacks 40 million plus. Baker Mayfield is better than Daniel Jones. I would rather have Baker Mayfield as my quarterback than Daniel Jones. So he's got to make $40 million a year. And the Falcons are reportedly interested in Baker Mayfield as well. They also worked with Baker Mayfield with the Rams. Raheem Morris was the defensive coordinator. Zach Robinson was the passing game coordinator. Or maybe it was just the QB coach at the time. Either way, they have the connection with Baker Mayfield in Atlanta. So Baker Mayfield 
probably sticking in the NFC South, probably with the Buccaneers, but the Falcons are going to be interested as well. Will Mike Evans be back? We'll see. Mike Evans reportedly looking for 25 to 30 million on the open market. That's not going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. Mike Evans, great season, pro bowler. He's at his age, at 30 years old, you're, you're not getting that top of the market deal. You're not Tyree Kill. Sorry, but it's not going to happen. Other updates across the NFL. What do we have here? We've got the Rams promoting Chris Shula to be their new defensive coordinator. Grandson of Don Shula could have signed with the Miami Dolphins. Instead, is promoted by the Rams. Falcons have a new wide receiver coach in Ike Hilliard. The Panthers keep a Giro Evero. That's a big one. Keeping a Giro Evero is absolutely huge for the Carolina Panthers. He will remain as a defensive coordinator. He, at some point, will become a head coach in the NFL. He's been interviewed to become a head coach over the past two years. Had so much success with the Denver Broncos defense last year. Had an interview last year with multiple teams. Stays defensive coordinator for now, but at some point, he is going to be a head coach in the NFL. Speaking of head coaches in the NFL, many of them were in attendance at the Senior Bowl. Our guy Jason Allwine was there with Cody Carpentier, and Jason put together his Senior Bowl team at running back. Of course, it's Marshawn Lloyd. Marshawn Lloyd from USC. He's going to be up there when it comes to overall running backs in this draft. He and Dejan Edwards from Georgia are the two running backs Jason puts on his team. And that seems to scan the national running back of the week. Marshawn Lloyd as voted by the linebackers on the national team. The American running back of the week is Michael Wiley from Arizona. Jason also picks Roman Wilson from Michigan, who was by all accounts, the best wide receiver. That's why he left early. So he wasn't eligible to be voted for this award. Roman Wilson goes for two days of practice is told. Yeah, you're good. You're going to be drafted high. Go home. Keep yourself healthy. So Roman Wilson, one of the wide receivers of the week from Jason. Brendan Rice from USC is as well. And Lad McConkey out of Georgia. McConkey is the American wide receiver of the week as voted by the cornerbacks. Whereas Malachi Corley, the Western Kentucky wide receiver, is the national wide receiver of the week. At tight end, we've got Theo Johnson, who also Jason picked for his team. He's voted the national tight end of the week. Jared Wiley from TCU, the American tight end of the week. And then at quarterback, the opposing defense voted Michael Penix for the national team. So that's a check for Michael Penix over Bo Nix. That's going to be a heated contest as we've talked about and we will continue to talk about to be that quarterback for in this draft. But don't rule out Spencer Radler. He's the American quarterback of the week as voted by the defense. But in talking to Jason, he just didn't take the shots that we kind of hoped he would. He kind of locked into his first read and just let it ride from there. And Michael Penix and Bo Nix, they were more than happy to check it down, which is great. You want to see that from a quarterback. You don't want them to just air it out all the time. That's how you become Justin Fields and you get sacked so often. But you got to be able to do it sometimes. So it's nice to see that. But Jason's quarterback of the week is Carter Bailey, the South Alabama quarterback. Because when you read the reviews from the Senior Bowl, You'll hear the same thing about everyone. Michael Penix and Bo Nix, they were fine. They had their ups and downs. They were inconsistent, but, you know, they're good. They didn't knock anything off. But as Cody put it, they're not anyone's top guys. They're not going to be his top guys. They're 
they're fine. And then Spencer Rattler, there's mixed reviews from Spencer Rattler. Some people absolutely loved him. A lot of people just didn't see it, or at least he was fine. He wasn't bad by any means. No one thought Spencer Rattler was bad, but just not impressive. Whereas what we saw from Carter Bailey, he proved that he belonged. No one had him as anything. So even if he's not drafted, could he be this year's version of, oh shoot, Tyson Bajan? Could he be this year's version of Tyson Bajan? Even if he's undrafted, like Tyson Bajan was, I think Carter Bailey is a guy we're going to see on an NFL roster. Jason may take some heat from this, but love it. Absolutely love it. Final piece of information that we've got coming out of the Senior Bowl, Talise Fuwaga, the offensive tackle from Oregon State, who also was the national team's offensive lineman of the week as voted by the defensive line, is a target by the New York Jets. The New York Jets, we know, are looking to upgrade their offensive line. They got to keep Aaron Rodgers clean. They got to protect him coming off the Achilles tear. Apparently, they're already looking at offensive linemen to Lise Fuaga. Now, it is obviously too early. There is so much that could go wrong, so much that could change over the next couple days, next couple weeks. But we've got next couple months, if we're being honest. Draft's not until the end of April, which player profiler will be there once again. The draft extravaganza is back. Make sure you tune into that. But anyways, I digress. Jets apparently looking at Talise Fuwaga, the Oregon State offensive tackle. Final news and notes across the NFL. Teddy Bridgewater officially retires with the Detroit Lions. I don't know if he's actually retiring with the Lions, but he was announced as the new head coach of his high school alma mater, Miami Northwestern High School. Congrats to Teddy Bridgewater. Just a truly good person he's looking to pass it down to that next generation of athlete don't be surprised when teddy bridgewater the high school coach is producing future stars in the nfl don't be surprised when teddy bridgewater gets looks at colleges and maybe comes back to the nfl someday but for now teddy bridgewater going to coach high school teddy bridgewater formerly played with the new orleans saints who are still in cap trouble once again the New Orleans Saints are in cap hell, so much so that they are currently $83 million over the salary cap. That's insane. That's a lot of money. But that's not uncommon. You know, we hear 80, 70, 60 million. That, that's not uncommon for teams to be above the salary cap that high. They end up cutting a lot of players, restructuring a lot of stuff. The problem is if the Saints were to cut every single player that would save them money, they'd end up still being at least $35 million over the salary cap. So by cutting every player that would save the Saints money, they are still $35 million over the salary cap. They're saving, what, $40 million going down from 83, so just under, just over $40 million, I suppose, but almost $50 million that they save by cutting all these players, but still $35 million over the cap. And then they'd have to sign. 40 players at the veteran minimum, which would put them back up there. That'd take them back up to like 60, 70 million over the cap. So cutting players isn't going to be enough for the New Orleans Saints. They're going to have to restructure things. And that's why Derek Carr is getting a restructure this offseason. They are going to kick that salary cap can down the road once again because they have to. They have no other choice. The Saints are absolutely screwed. When it comes to the salary cap in 2024, 2025, even the Saints 
are stuck with Derek Carr for at least two more years because they have to be because they have no money, so they have to borrow money against him. Oh, and now they do get an offensive coordinator. Clint Kubiak is expected to become the next offensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints, son of Gary Kubiak, the Super Bowl winning head coach. The passing game coordinator, Clint Kubiak, is of the San Francisco 49ers. He replaced Bobby Slowick, who obviously is the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans, replaces him with the 49ers. Previously was the Broncos passing game coordinator. Eh, That didn't really work out with Russell Wilson, but mostly that's Nathaniel Hackett's fault. Then, We've got actually, and actually, after Daniel Hackett was fired, it kind of worked a lot better. So maybe that is a check for Clint Kubiak. He was also the offensive coordinator of the Vikings in 2021, the QB coach of the Vikings before that. And Kirk Cousins had success with Clint Kubiak. So maybe it'll work out. This is another Shanahan offshoot, or really, because he's Clint Kubiak, Gary Kubiak's son. I guess Gary was under Mike Shanahan. So never mind, doesn't work out this, but it's all part of the Kubiak Shanahan system. So it looks like Derek Carr is going to be running that. Hopefully it works out. And he, even if it doesn't work out, expect Derek Carr to be in a Saints uniform for the next two years. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.